Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business coach, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. We're all about empowering you, our entrepreneurial audience, to help you take your business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us. If you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen because we had one of the top sales trainers on the planet with us, Mr. Martin Limbeck, all the way from Italy. He actually did a breakout session we had him on Skype here for a little while. We interviewed him, and he was he was great. So uh, make sure to check out my interview with Martin. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is all about servant leadership and helping entrepreneurs make a greater impact to the overall world. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Bob Berg. Bob, are you ready to rock? I am, Scott. Great to be with you. Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker at company leadership and sales conferences on topics at the core of the Go-Giver books. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales well over 1 million copies. His book, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, has sold over half a million copies and it is being translated into 21 languages. It has been reissued in a new expanded edition with a forward by Huffington Post founder and publisher, Ariana Huffington. He was also named by the American Management Association as one of the top 30 most influential thought leaders in business. Bob Berg, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show. Oh, my pleasure and honor to be with you and, and everyone at Hackers Nation. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you as well. And I gave our Hacker Nation listeners just a little information, Bob, but would love for you to just kind of do a little bit of a deep dive into you and how you got started. Well, I began as a broadcaster, actually, first on radio and then television. Uh, I was the late-night news guy for a, s a very small ABC affiliate in the Midwest. Uh, I was probably one of the worst newscasters, though. I, I could read the news. I just I wasn't a journalist. I mean, I, I probably was a little too positive for the medium anyway. I, uh, my idea of a good newscast would have been something like, Good evening, everyone. I'm Bob Berg. And the news tonight? Everything's great. <laughs> Go to bed. We'll let you know what, what comes up. You know, and, and obviously not, not really cut out for broadcasting. So, um, I graduated into sales. The challenge was I knew nothing about selling and I had to learn on my own. And that's, that's not really something I'm very good at. I'm not a create the, the uh, wheel type of person. I can recreate a, a, a wheel that's already been invented. Fortunately, there were fantastic books out there. Uh, superb teachers like Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins and Brian Tracy and all these, you know, this is 35 years ago, and I've continued to be a student of sales. And in a very quick time, my sales began to go through the roof. Now, why? Because I, I learned a system. 
I was able to tap into information from people who had already a- accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And to this day, I personally define a system as simply the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. In other words, if it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A, and you'll eventually get the desired results of B. And of course, this is what you do so well. When you teach people through your coaching, you're sharing with them a system, a very predictable system for success. You and I talked offline about this, and I think this is absolutely the perfect time to bring this into the conversation, which is this. Someone out there is listening. They're saying, all right, I get that, but listen, i got to put food on the table. I do need to make a quota. You know, I need to get new coaching clients. I need to be mm-hmm. able to put, again, uh, uh, revenue in my business. Sure. So is he saying then I should not focus on that, or is it more about getting it off of me, the focus off of me, and really being a great listener and a great question asker in the moment of the presentation. Fantastic question. And, and, and let's, let's explain it this way because this is so, so key to understanding successful selling. Really what the question is, is, well, Bob, you know, I get it. This go giver stuff, focusing on them, focusing on bringing value to them. That's, you know, that's great. I believe in it. I understand that. And, and once I already have the money and don't need to worry about it so much, then I can start doing that. But for now, I mean, I need to make some sales. I've got to put spaghetti on the table tonight. Right. Okay. So this is based on a, on a false premise. And the false premise, Scott, is that, is that being focused on yourself, being focused on making quota, being focused on the money is actually going to get you where you need to be quicker than focusing on that other person. Uh, may I, may I go through a very quick example? That'd be great. Sure. Okay. Let's say you are the prospective customer and I'm the salesperson and we're in front of you, uh, we're in front of each other and I'm about to do a sales presentation. And it's obvious, you can just tell that my focus is on a transference of money from your pocket to my pocket. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may say the right things and ask the questions and even try to, you know, provide some benefits, but you know that I am there to get your money, that I'm there to close the sale. The focus is on, on me, not on you. And I would ask the question to you right here. Are you more likely or less likely to buy from me at this point? Less likely for sure. Sure. And, and I think everyone would say that. Um, and if they don't say that, then Really, there's nothing we could say that would persuade them otherwise. <laughs> now, on the other hand, I, I'm the salesperson, and you can tell my focus is on you, on providing value to you. I ask questions to understand what you are looking to accomplish. And when you answer, I listen. Not to try to, to nail, nail you into, you know, feeling obligated to buy, but to just understand what you're saying. And I'm able to match the benefits of my product or service with what you want, what you need, what you desire. You can tell that my focus is on making your life better, easier, in, in, or, or whatever my product is designed to do. Are you more likely or less likely to buy from me right now? Now that I know that you as a sales rep is focused on me as the prospect, I'm a lot more likely to buy. 
Exactly. So the paradox, which to me is a very practical paradox, if we understand, if we keep in mind human nature, that they're making their decision based on what they believe is going to bring them closer to happiness, as they understand happiness, uh, it makes perfect sense that to the degree you take your focus off yourself and place it on them, that's the degree that the sale is going to happen. It's going to happen faster and you are going to meet your quota. We could even say, and, and maybe this is our first sales hack, I don't know, uh, that money is simply an echo of value. Mm. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning. In other words, the value must come first. And the focus on the value is how you get the value to come first. The money you receive is simply a very natural and direct result of the value you provide. So, Bob, let me take you down that one step further because we hear um, value, value, value. So how do you bring value to a phone call, to an in-person meeting, whatever that is for the person listening to this business, right? Whatever it is that mm-hmm. they do, again, whether it's through the phone, whether it's through face-to-face. So you're asking good questions. You're taking notes with the this thing called Google and the Internet. You have information about their company, about their product. So you go in a little bit, a little bit informed, and but you ask some good questions. But the other person on the other end of the uh, table, of course, has their guard up because you are still a quote unquote salesperson to them. Ultimately, they know that you're trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. How do you match the energy of your energy, even if you're giving value, 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 asking great questions? finding out what their pain points are so that you can provide a solution at what level, at what part of the conversation or the quote unquote sales presentation should you, should you bring up the solution, i.e. the sale? Okay. So let's look at this on a few different uh, levels and let's talk about what they are in case I forget to, to bring them up. <laughs> the, 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 First one was about value. What does that really mean? Okay. Uh, the second was, you know, the energy for them to know that you are really on their side. And the third is asking for the close, right. asking for the order, the close, asking for the order. So, so let's look at the first one, which was value. To, to understand this, let's look at the difference between price and value because this is significant. Price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It, it is what it is. Value, on the other hand, is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something, to the end user or beholder. What is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth to this person that they will be uh, uh, excited to exchange their money for the value they're receiving? And feel just great about it while you make a very healthy profit. We can, we can very easily, uh, use the example of an accountant, uh, who, who charges a thousand dollars for their services to do your tax returns. And, um, the, the thousand dollars is their fee, literally their price. But what value are they giving you in exchange? Well, from their years of work, dedication, learning their field, from their interest in you and learning your business, what you're looking to accomplish, they save you $5,000 in taxes. Uh, he also saves you countless hours of time that frees you up to do what you're more qualified to do and do best. He also provides you with the security and peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. 
So we see here that again, while money is finite, while price is finite, excuse me, value is both um, concrete in terms of the five thousand dollars savings, but it's also conceptual in terms of the peace of mind. What he did is he gave you well over five thousand dollars in value or use value in exchange for a thousand dollars cash value or price. So you feel fantastic about it. And he also made a very, very healthy profit because it's it's worthwhile to him to right. sell his services for that. The 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 main characteristic of a free market based exchange where no one is forced to buy from anyone else, Scott, is that both parties come away profiting, both the buyer and the seller. When we understand the difference between price and value, we know that everything we do needs to communicate value because we live in a society now um, where technology is leveled off the playing field, making most things a commodity. And if a buyer sees no significant difference between your product or service and everyone else's, it's going to come down to who has the lowest price. That's right. And you know that unless your name is Walmart, That's right. selling on low price is not a good way to do business, right? right? And so we need to be that additional value. How? Well, we can communicate value Thousands of ways, but they tend to come down to five what we call elements of value, and they are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree that you can do that in every touch point from the time you first meet them through the selling process and afterwards, that's the degree, the degree that you take price off the table and you leave your competition in their own world while you are, you know, you are that trusted resource. Does that does that clarify as yeah, far that's as value? Awesome. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Hacker Nation, wow! I hope you were taking notes because I think of all the esteemed guests that we've had over the last year and a half or whatever it's been on Success Hackers. I think Bob just just leveled it out to to a point where it's very digestible and easy to understand. And I can speak from experience as well. When you're going toe to toe with your com- competition, and it's based on price. What most business owners do not realize, Bob, is that when they're cutting prices, what they're really doing in Hacker Nation, I hope you're taking notes on this as well, when you're cutting your prices to get that business, please understand you're actually cutting your profits. You're not taking it off the top line. People say, well, I'll just, I'll just drop 20%. What you don't realize is you have a hard cost, and that hard cost stays the same. So when you discount 20%, that's typically off your profit. So you're cutting massively into your profit when you do that. Conversely, what Bob's talking about, and it's the better way to make a sale, is you provide so much value and benefit and bonuses so that it's perceived at a much higher value, even even if you increase the price. I was just um, reading something about a restaurant. Restaurant A you know, provides a service and a meal for $35 a person. Restaurant B provides it for $43 a person. The reality of it is, is restaurant A, if they discount something 20% and it's $6 off the bill, that's cutting right into their profit. Restaurant B says, we'll actually keep the price the same, but we'll also throw in a bottle of wine and we'll also throw in a dessert when maybe that costs them their hard cost, an extra five or six bucks minus the 42 is $36, $37. They're not only ahead on the profit, but now they have more people walking in the door. Why? Because there's more value and there's more bonuses that they threw on top of that price. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And, you know, when they, when they're the restaurant that makes the customer feel like a million bucks, <laughs> right. when they have an ambiance that says, you know, wow, we we just value you. We're just so glad to have you with us. And they, you know, those are all those things we can do. So I, I agree with you absolutely, totally. That's that, you know, that's why you're such a great coach. You know, <laughs> that's, so, um, so yeah, so the, the, now the second part, was we were talking about the energy, right. you know, matching that energy. Uh, they ultimately know that you are there to, to have the sale happen, of course, and that's why you should be there. That's, you know, the, we're, we're talking about business. Um, this is where something I, I learned long ago from a man named Harry Brown, who was really one of my heroes, and he was a great, great salesperson and a fantastic human being. I never knew anyone who understood and honored human nature more than Harry. And what Harry said is, the most important part of the sales presentation is the discovery. And let me explain what I mean and why this is so important. First, I define sales, and we can all define sales in different ways. This just happens to be my definition. I define selling as simply discovering what the other person wants, needs, and desires and helping them to get it. How do you do that? Well, you discover what it is. How do you discover? You ask questions and you ask questions and you listen. Like you said earlier, you do your research beforehand. The internet makes that easy. There's many ways to do research, but when you're there in front of that person and you're asking the right questions and you are totally discovering what it is that they are looking to accomplish, now you're in the position of being able to help them get it, right? Um, and this is what creates that alignment in energy because when you're at remember they're there for a reason they're listening to you because they do have interest and so when you align the benefits of your product or service with what they need want and desire they love you because right. you're helping them solve a problem now then it gets to the question the last one was about the clothes and you know does being a go-giver mean you don't ask for the order? Uh, and again, that comes to just, you know, a person who maybe, uh, and I think it's mostly when people haven't read the book and they see the go-giver, they think it's about giving yourself away, right? Not making a profit or not asking. No, it has nothing to do with that. Being a go-giver simply means that you understand that shifting your focus from getting to giving, giving in this context, simply meaning constantly and consistently providing value to others is not only a nice way to conduct business, it's a very financially profitable way to do business as well. Well, part of that is you need to ask for the order because usually people, even when they are totally sold on your product or service and on you, they're still usually not going to say, okay, let's do it. You know, let's bring out the paperwork or let, let's get started. No, it's usually you, the salesperson. It's your responsibility to do that. But you don't have to do it in some, you know, way out there, fancy schmancy clothes. No, if you've discovered what they wanted and you've tied your presentation into what they want, all you need to do is ask for the order. Are you ready to get started? Can we have delivery? You know, can we set up delivery for you or, you know, whatever it is that you, that you happen right. to do? It's just a very, because what you're doing is you're asking them to do something that they've told you they already want to do. Bob, let's shift gears for a second. We have a segment on the show called the Fail Forward Stage. So can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Oh, absolutely. So I believe, Bob, that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as what I call feedback and course correction. So mm -hmm. 
Take us to that dark moment, Bob, that one time when you maybe almost failed, you maybe even wanted to almost give up, but you actually used that one specific moment as the turning point for the rest of your life. I'm sorry, the one time I almost failed <laughs> or, or one time I failed, I have failed my way to success and I continue to fail. The biggest uh, one. <laughs> you know what? I, I would say this, that in the late 90s, um, as as technology was really becoming an important part of business, and I, I'm one of these people, I've got what's called 10 left thumbs, okay? I can't build anything, and when it comes to technology, I'm just as bad. And I really resisted technology. Uh, I, you know, and I was, I, I'm not exactly a futurist. And in the mid nineties, I predicted this new thing called the internet would never actually take off. So don't really worry too much about it. Okay. Of course, I didn't want it to take off because it was outside my comfort zone and right. I just did not want it to. Right. And I had a, a, a very good, very successful, profitable business at the time. And instead of going with the, the, the flow, instead of changing like I needed to and adapting, I didn't. I didn't. And I'll tell you what, it really, really hurt my business. Hmm. Uh, a couple of big clients, not because of that, but it just happened a couple of big clients, um, were, you know, were no longer doing as much business with me. That was a big part of my income, which we also know we shouldn't have. But again, I was feeling very comfortable at the time. And, uh, that combined with the fact that now nah, I knew nothing about technology and wasn't willing to, it set my business back a couple of years and it was really, really difficult for me. And finally, I came around. I got people around me who knew things about this that I didn't and who could teach me, who could work with me. And, you know, today, although I still don't enjoy necessarily the, the, the techie part of technology, it's a big part of my business now. And it's been a hugely successful part of my business. But it happened only because I learned a very, very painful and important lesson. Uh, and that is about change. And, you know, it, it's interesting. In the, the field of personal development, which you and I are both in, there's almost, there are certain, Political, politically correct things that, that get said in our, our profession, Scott. One of them is, oh, we love change, right? You know, <laughs> embrace change. You know, it's a, but you know what? I hate change. <laughs> and so the question though wasn't, did I want the change? No, I didn't. I still don't to this day want change. I like things going well as they are, but change happens. And the lesson I learned was, you know, I'm not special enough to be able to to succeed if I don't change when change is needed. All right, Bob, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. You've already dropped some huge, huge golden nuggets, but I really want us to focus on one success hack. You host an academy in Orlando, Florida called the Go-Giver Sales Academy. Mm -hmm. Let us peek into that sales academy just for one minute. What's one hacker strategy that our listeners can, can literally implement immediately on how to become more effective entrepreneurs or even more effective okay. in their sales world? All right. Remember we were talking, you know, we, we invested a lot of time talking about value and mm -hmm. what it is, the relative worth and desirability or desirability of a thing to the end user or beholder. One of the things is that as human beings, we operate out of a, out of a belief system. Uh, this belief system is our way of seeing the world and it's unconscious. We could call it our unconscious operating system. Okay. And we tend as human beings to believe that everyone else sees the world basically the same way we see it. 
Okay. Uh, how, how else could it be? It's the way we see the world. Well, that also happens to be when we're selling. We can understand both the intrinsic value of our products or services. We can understand how to add value through excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. But here's what we don't understand. We don't understand necessarily what our prospective customers or clients believe to be of value. And so if we focus only on what we think they would find to be example uh, of, va- of value, rather, then we're depending upon luck when it comes to the selling process, that what they value happens to be what we think they should value. So what we need to do is get with our good customers and clients, the ones who are loyal to us, they keep coming back to us, maybe they refer us to others. We get with them and we ask, what is it about me or you know my company, what have you, that causes you to do business with us? Hmm. And they will give you answers that you don't expect because they're seeing it from their belief system, what's of value to them, and that may or may not be what you think they see a value because you wouldn't. And that's one of the most powerful things we can do in order to help us better understand uh, what our prospective customers and clients, why they might buy from us. Yeah, the old saying goes, there's over 6 billion people on the planet and every single one of us has our own value uh, system, belief right. system, and lenses. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, Bob, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, I just want to remind all the listeners to stay till the very end of the show because I have something very special that I want to bring to your attention. All right, Bob, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Uh Uh-oh. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Bob Berg, are you ready for the randomness round? I am hoping I'm ready. Best advice you've ever received. Always do your best to make people feel genuinely good about themselves. You can never go wrong doing that. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I read. You now own a time machine, Bob. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? I would say, Berg, shut up and listen more. You don't know it all. You don't know half of what you think you know. And there are so many things you think you know that just are not so. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Probably I have a very highly developed sense of empathy. And because of that, I can typically understand how someone feels when they're bothered by something, even if I don't know exactly how they feel and they know that I, they know that I'm feeling it. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Oh boy, a hidden talent. And this is a lightning round. I've got to come up with something quick. Gosh, I don't know. I can, I can take naps pretty much anywhere at any time now that I'm 58 years old. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Uh, the Secret of Selling Anything by Harry Brown, who I mentioned earlier. And the interesting thing about this book is it's not, it, it is about selling, but it's really about understanding and respecting human nature. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? I find Twitter to, to, to be very, 
congruent with how I like to work. I guess for anyone else, they need to discover what works best for them. Bob, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. Woo! <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, Bob, for sharing all these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out more about everything that you have going on in your business? Uh, probably the best way is just to go to the Go Giver without the uh, hyphen, thegogiver.com. Uh, while they're there, they can scroll down, get information. They can subscribe to my podcast if they'd like. Uh, they can get a, uh, uh, chapter of a couple of my books and decide if they like them before, um, before deci- uh, deciding whether to purchase. And they can also, you mentioned, you were kind enough to mention earlier the Go Giver, uh, sales academy. They can find information on that as, as well. And you know, Scott, I really want to thank you for the work that you are doing because you are really providing so much value to the lives of so many people. I hope people understand just how fortunate they are to have you as a coach if they're using your coaching services right now. And if they're not to look into doing so because you bring so much wisdom to the equation. I really appreciate that. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode. Show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Bob, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. Also on the site, we now have a testimonials page, which we are so, so glad to finally have. And so many of you have actually written in on iTunes and left reviews. And same with our esteemed guests. And uh, thank you for that. So if you want to check that out again, go to successhackers.net. Before we end the show today, I want to make you all aware of something that besides the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. After years of working with business owners, I've learned that there are literally only five specific areas in every business where there is a ton of untapped revenue and profits. But here's the problem. 99% of all business owners know nothing about them and they go missing because of it. So after I discovered how bad this actually is, I now perform what I call 40-minute business makeovers where I can guarantee to find any business owner at least $10,000 in their business in less than 45 minutes without them spending one cent on marketing or advertising. Well, now I want to make this available to you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners. So if you want to grab one of these spots available, complimentary, completely free, go to 40, that's F-O-R-T-Y, F-O-R-T-Y Minute Makeover, that's 40MinuteMakeover.com. When you go to the site, just fill out some information click submit and I will receive that email and then you and I will be off and running and for 40 minutes I will help you find at least $10,000 in your existing business without you spending $1. So if you want one of those spots, again, go to 40minutemakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.